1: And welcome into Pope the Bear episode 28, the Andre Kasha episode. I'm Evan Marinovsky, alongside Connor Ryan of Boston Sports. Journal. Connor, how we doing?
0: Evan, I'm doing well. I've been spending most of the day, uh, looking at stocks and looking over, uh, Bruins tape. So it's been a productive day. Maybe not productive totally. I've been mostly just been on my phone for most of it, but I'm all right. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. I, I, I am with you on the uh, stocks. We talked a little stocks before we started recording. Uh have I wish no
0: idea. both have no idea what we're talking about. But oh yeah,
1: no, don't do not listen to us. Uh So if you don't like, you know, don't don't take advice from us. But I, it's funny. I used to be a. I, I go in and out being a Reddit guy. Sometimes I'm really into Reddit. Sometimes I'm not. This is one of those times where I wish I was a Reddit guy because mm-hmm. uh, I would I would have a lot more money if I just said, you know what, I'm going to throw like. But, you know 200 500 bucks on GameStop, why not? Uh, that would you know get in on those redditors, uh, but so now it's finding the next thing that Reddit decides is what people are going to do. So I agree. I was looking at stocks uh, today. It's Wednesday. Um, I was I skated a little bit outside. the pond froze. It was crap ice. The ice was horrible. it was slush. I could see cr- I could see like water around the outskirts of the thing. I was like, I probably shouldn't be out here. Um, but I was fine. It was good. Um, and pre- as we've seen the past week, talk about stocks going up the Bruins stocks going up with the Bruins. I think it's time to buy or time to sell actually, excuse me, time to sell. Cause can things get any better than this?
0: Uh, no, I mean, you look at, you know, three, three wins in a row. Uh, they have to stop doing these OT games and giving these teams that are probably going to be in the playoff race with them an extra point. But, uh, you know, obviously, Tuesday's win over the Penguins wasn't as I, you know, as clean as what you saw from um, the the six one win over the Flyers, but uh, good response from them. Uh, Penguins tied up in the third, and they went in an OT again after that heinous. Three-on-0 three breakaway in OT, which may, maybe prompted Jim Rutherford to retire because that was so horrifically bad. I but. was
1: going to tweet that, and then I was like, I hope – because if Rutherford left for like a, like a legitimate reason, like right. something was happening in his family or something, I would feel like a dick. But, like, mm-hmm. my first thought was, oh, the three on oh made him retire.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. And which apparently he was like, yeah, I just felt like it's time. Like, I'm healthy. I walk five miles a day, which, like, I can't tell the time I've walked five miles in Jesus. a day. Yeah. A little humble brag from Jim, but. I know. Uh, right? But, yeah, I mean, they, they get through. They still get two points. Craig Smith still looking like a great signing. Um, that third line still looks like a a complete buzzsaw right now based on the way they're playing. So again, not perfect, but it's what good teams do is bounce back from a rough stretch a rough period and uh, still get two points out of it. So things seem to be clicking pretty well for the team. Uh, There's injuries that are hitting them now, but you kind of look in the big picture where David Pasternak's probably coming back on Saturday against the Capitals. You have to feel pretty good with how this team is, especially in some other areas of the game, like, you know, power play and penalty kill, especially.
1: Which we'll get to in a sec. First of all, let's do some injury uh, news. Jake DeBrusk out for uh, Thursday night's game, tonight's game uh, against the Penguins. Uh, don't really know his status going forward. Lower body injury, got hurt in a collision in the first period in Tuesday night's game. Uh, how, I mean, it's funny. DeBrusque has been one of the only guys up front whose stock has gone down. I, we're going to do everything stock today. Everything is stocks. Uh, But he has, he has the one shootout goal, which was nice. But other than that, I mean, he's really been almost non-existent.
0: Yeah, no, he's been really fighting it. And it's been tough to kind of see him out there for extended stretches. Um, Even when he's, granted he's playing on his, on the right side, but still when you're with uh, uh, the Bergeron line, uh and you're a player who's been in the league for a while like Jack Sudnica and Anders Bjork, you know, struggling in that top line. Not expected, but you could see it being a situation for a guy like Zunika, who's still very young and a guy like Bjork who's not really known as an offensive driver. But you would hope that DeBrusque in that role giving you know how he plays when he's on his game would at least be generating great A chances or, you know, getting a few good looks on that. You really haven't seen really that much of it. Um, but yeah, I mean you look at just uh, the way he plays and the fact that you haven't seen much from him. like it, It's so bad for the Bruins in terms of his absence. You add that to the fact that they're not going to have Pasta knock on uh, for tonight's game. They're not going to have Andre Kasha for tonight's game. It's just more of a, a less... Or uh,
1: anytime soon. <laughs>
0: yeah, who knows when Andre Kasha is coming back. But uh, more than anything, it just creates a, a lineup issue in terms of just finding the right pieces to slot in there because now you have to push someone up to the top line with Bergeron, which might be Craig Smith. Again, it, it, it's tough even for one game to break up that third line based on the way they're playing. But it seems like that's going to be their their strategy if we want to roll off of what the lines were in practice, where you had Craig Smith with Bergeron, you had Coyle bumped up to the second line with uh, David Krejci and Nick Ritchie. So again, if you do it for one game, just to, you know plug in the right uh, right spots until Passonar comes back, then you do it. But just from, you know, just a pure body count, it's still tough when you lose. You're going out with pretty much three top six forwards missing right now. So, again, hopefully the, you know, DeBrusque is able to not miss that much time and, you know, right the ship because right now he's he's just been struggling for most of the year.
1: You know shit's gone haywire when Charlie coils the second line right wing.
0: That's always exactly. you know. It's like never, it's going never going a crazy. good thing. Yes,
1: you don't, it's never a good thing when coil is up there. Another interesting note, Stadnica down in practice on the fourth line. Uh, this was something that you had mentioned to me before we started recording. And it's funny, I was looking at Natural Statric on, uh, on Tuesday night during the Bruins Penguins game. And I was looking at the Corsi four percentages of each line. I like to see how they're doing. Obviously, third line mm-hmm. did really well. Uh, you know, Bergeron line was doing fine. The krejci the Richie, stanika line was ridiculously low. Um, five on five. Now, obviously, Nick Ritchie has been great thus far and exceeded all of our expectations. Uh, but mainly that's power play. That's not yeah. really, it's, it's mainly just these layup tap in goals, which I don't mean to go against. He's converting his chances. He mm-hmm. looks like a suitable top nine, potentially top six, uh, left winger, which is great. I mean, that's, you know, you could argue, you know, Sweeney could come out now and say, Hey, look, we won the trade. I, I don't mm-hmm. know if he can really say that yet, but, um, but five-on-five, five, that line really did nothing in their time together.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, you look at it, I think what makes it even more troubling, you know, it's not like they're being uh, scored on like crazy. I think uh, in that line's time together, I think it's over 30 minutes. The score's even at 1-1, but you look at the, you know, they're being outshot during that time, and they're being outattempted during that time. And what's most concerning there is the fact that that crazy line's pretty much been deployed on. Om- you know, regularly it's just an offensive line, right? They, I think 70% of their face-offs have been in the offense, offensive zone. So uh, it's clear that they're being, you know, put in spots where you'd hope that uh, a guy like Krejci as a playmaker and a guy like Stanika who uh, they want to get rolling offensively, they produce and so far they ha- that hasn't happened yet. So we uh, will be interesting to see what happens when Pasternak comes back because as much as it uh, is tempting, we talk about it, pretty much every other week, right, in terms of putting pasta with Krejci. Doesn't seem like it's going to be the case because Cassidy shut it down pretty quickly uh, when speaking earlier this week. But um, it seems like we're in the same spot again where, granted, some of it has to do with injuries, right, that normally it would be DeBrusk and Kasha. Both those guys are out. But they do have to – seems like they have to figure out a more suitable guy to put on that right side with Krejci. Is it Craig Smith? You know – Ideally, you know, that would be the case going into the years, having a guy like Smith be bumped up in the lineup. But based on how good that third line is looking right now, do you really want to, you know, break up that group, you know, at this moment? So it's going to be a tough call for Cassidy, depending on how long guys like DeBrusk and Costa are out. But, uh, yeah, they can't just keep on rolling on that second line and give them those many ozone stats if they're routinely they end up getting hemmed in their own zone. So it seems like an uh, adjustment has to be made there.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, And, you know, it's funny, we we talk about stocks. And, you know, if there's any better way to spend your money, it's actually not stocks. It's it's our good friends over at BetOnline.ag.
0: Absolutely. So listen up, guys. It's an exciting time of the year on the sports world. The Super Bowl is going to be starting in just a little bit over a week with a quarterback you guys might know.
1: Maybe, I think. Maybe. Do they know Do they know the quarterback?
0: Yeah, he, he's been around a journeyman. It's good to see him finally get a spot in the in the national spotlight, right? Good for him. Yeah. So, Super Bowl's coming back. The NBA's back in full swing. And, yes, the Bruins uh, are well underway in the 2021 season. And even though you guys may not be at a game this year, you can still be in on the action at Online. No matter how the schedules change or the players that play, BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on every game this season with the fastest updated odds in the industry. There are always more options to wager than anywhere online. We even have an exclusive promo code for all of our loyal listeners. So go to BetOnline and enter promo code CLNS50, that's CLNS50, for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You heard me, a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Evan, let me tell you, no one beats that.
1: Nobody beats that.
0: So what are you guys waiting for? Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great bonuses, offers, and contests available right now. Again, enter promo code CLNS50, that's C-L-N-S-50, for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.
1: Go there today. Uh, so let's get into a little debate here. Um, it's funny, going into the season, two things that people said, you know, were going to be these big issues have turned out to be non-issues the penalty kill and the power play chara leaves penalty kill is going to suck krug leaves the power play is going to suck and neither have been the case the uh, penalty kill i think is at 92 percent yes uh something 24, crazy 24 like or
0: 26 i believe
1: 24 of 26 and they have two short-handed goals
0: Yes, uh, they're are literally is, they're literally all even they've scored two short-handed goals and they've given up two power play goals so yes so what they're all they're pretty
1: it. much they're perfect, pretty much at this point, point. Uh, and the power play has been great as well. The power play is, and, and what's great, and what you know, what's great for them is, they the power play looks good, like just looks mm-hmm. good. They spend so much time uh, in the offensive zone. You look at the Penguins last night trying to break it out of their own zone was was a was a struggle. Um, but Connor Ryan, let me ask you, what's a bigger surprise: the penalty kill being as good as it is, or the power play being as good as it is?
0: I think I'm probably going to go with the PK uh, I, just because I think people were freaking out about uh, the power play, losing a guy like Krug and losing a guy at least for the short term and David Pasternak. But uh, you still had a couple of big guns up front there that were still going, that is, still have great chemistry together. Um, you have Bergeron at the bumper, you have Marchand operating along the wall at the elbow. I mean, uh, it's kind of like the same situation was last year where Grizzly stepped in for Krug where, uh, it's not like he had to reinvent the wheel or do something crazy. It's like, all right, you hold on to the puck, uh, make sure, you know, keep keep it in and feed it down low, and you're probably going to get a good scoring chance. Um, and right now it seems like they're kind of doing again. They're keeping things simple. It's You still have those great passing sequences. You still have on in the bumper. Obviously, Nick Richie's been a great surprise. But, again, it's not like he's this revela- – I wouldn't call him like a revelation. He's been great in his role, but he's – Again, as you said, he's been ta- he's been tapping in goals. He's he's doing what's expected of a guy in a net front role as a big body. It's kind
1: of like it, it's kind of like for those who play NHL. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of like the, in NHL twenty one when you're in a club with your friends and you're the worst one, and all mm-hmm. it is is just like your friends just say, just go to the front of the net and yep. just just spam the shoot button yeah. he passes you. That's all you yeah. have to do. That's pretty much Nick Ritchie right now.
0: Yeah. So so I mean the the pieces are. Are rolling right now in terms of that top power play, and again, it's going to get even better once you have Pasternak back there. Because even again, the power plays looked good. They've had quite a few kind of quick strike goals, but even when you've got a good PK that's structured, having Pasternak with that, you know, that one time over in the left circle, that's like a, it's like a cheat code, right? Even the best PKs sometimes can only do so much when he's got that shot lined up. Um, so, I mean, they they they're rolling right now, but yeah, I think you look at the PK and. Um, Again, some of it's a little bit skewered. They're 24-26. Granted, they've had two goals they've given up, like, maybe five seconds after PKs have uh, ended. You know, Zucker's uh, goal on Tuesday was right after that. And then I think the Flyers scored that one. I think maybe it was Voracek. It was shortly after PK ended. Yep. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, you look at just the way they're playing right now and the fact that, again, you're having – some of the usual suspects, like on the power play, uh, perform well in the PK. I mean, Marchand and Bergeron have teamed up for a pair of shorthanded goals. Kylo's logging a lot of minutes, but I think you have to be encouraged with what you're seeing from other guys, right? I mean, Jeremy Lozon, who I think has gotten better as the year's gone on, uh, logged almost seven minutes of shorthanded ice time on Tuesday. Uh, Andrews Bjork, as much as he struggled, I think, offensively, has been good as being a guy who's been pressuring puck carriers, has uh, been good in the neutral zone um and you're seeing a bunch of guys step up on you know every other game I think Coyle led all forwards in shorthanded ice time on Tuesday on Saturday I think Jackson Nika had the most shorthanded ice time so and he's a guy that they're hoping to you know incorporate into that role because he had seven short-handed goals down in Providence so I think the PK has been more surprising in that regard and that you know they're they've been very aggressive they've done a good job of shutting down the neutral zone and it's uh it's made easier by the fact that it's not just, you know, Bergeron and, and Marshan and Kahlo and Corrali and some of the usual guys. You're having a lot of other guys step in for those roles and executing. That's why they've been able to tilt the ice pretty much all even uh during uh shorthanded situations. So I think that's probably been the most surprising, but I mean both have been very encouraging from what we've seen from them so far. So uh again, everything seems to be rolling at least in terms of special teams play out of the game. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, you look at it in the way the PK has been more aggressive, especially on teams breaking out. You'd think that with the, you know, going into the season with the personnel they had, they would kind of stay back a little bit and, you know, more get into formation in a sense. Whereas, you know, they've just gone balls to the wall, basically, Mm -hmm. um, in, you know, pressuring teams and no easy zone entries. Uh, I agree with you. The PK has been way more, um, way more of a surprise just given that, you know, you lost Chara and you're replacing him with, Lozon and a lot of unknowns mm-hmm. and Kevin Miller who's been who's been injured a lot in the past right. um whereas on the power play you just relate you're replacing Krug with Grizzlick, who you know is going to do well but for the sake for argument's sake I'll say you know just up for this for the sake of this the power play was a bigger surprise and you could make the argument that the power play is a bigger surprise uh in the sense that maybe Grizzly comes in and isn't so great mm-hmm. uh, in a full-time role, you know, uh, Nick Richie's terrible in front of the net, right. you know, and you're, you're kind of figuring out who you're going to put there. Uh, you know, they shut it, you know, you don't have posture in the one-time position. So, you know, you have Kreechie who's better at kind of controlling the play, but the one-timer is not as great. And so your biggest options are Bergeron from the bumper and maybe a, a shot from the point, mm-hmm. uh, maybe Marshawn in a weird spot, you know, a shot, you know, he had one past Carter Hart the other day on the glove side. So, I mean everything's just working there, uh, but you could make the argument that maybe Grislik just doesn't perform in a full time role. Uh, Jacob Zaboral on the 2nd year. unit—I mean, the second unit hasn't had a lot of time, hasn't yeah. done a lot, um, like barely any time um, <laughs> yes. compared to the first unit. But you could make the case that you know Grislik just isn't good enough on there. But obviously he has been. Um, so to me, the penalty—I agree with you—the penalty kill has been a way bigger surprise, way bigger. Um, and I think Lausanne in general has been a way bigger surprise. The way he's played with McAvoy, and the way he's holding his own, the way that he's moving the puck, everything. Lausanne just looks a lot better and looks more comfortable in that role. Uh, this weekend, we're gonna look past tonight's game because you, you're probably listening to this after the Thursday night Penguins game. Oh, what a game that was! Yeah, that was <laughs> hell of a game. You see that goal the guy scored? It was crazy.
0: Oh, yeah. It's uh, gonna be it's gonna be zero zero now. A shootout.
1: Yes, I I I I jinxed it. Um, but. So Dano Chara plays against his former team. Former team. Uh, how is that going to look? It's going to be so odd.
0: Well, uh, a couple of guys have been asked that now. Like, I think the last week is in terms of what's it going to be like going on against him. And I think the number one word they've all said is just weird, which makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, it's still bizarre even now. You think you get over the shock after like the first game you saw him in the Capitals Sweater, but, uh, yeah, it still Watch looks very weird. Watch him hitting
1: Patrice Bergeron, yeah, yeah, and then still, see how you feel.
0: <laughs> it still looks, it still very, very, uh, very, very weird, to say the least, but, uh, I mean, it's gonna be a fascinating matchup. It remains to be seen how many guys the Capitals are gonna have back, because they've been missing. Samsonov, who tested positive, so I assume he's not gonna be playing, but, uh, it remains to be seen of Ovechkin and, uh, Kuznetsov and Orlov come back, but, even without those guys, I mean, there's still a tough opponent to go up against. It's going to be an interesting matchup just in terms of Capitals are probably the other largest team in this East Division, a team that probably can knock the Bruins around the most. So, again, I think we've seen the Bruins be a lot uh, more formidable this year with Frederick and Miller and a few other guys. So I think this is probably going to be the first real measuring stick because even without some of those skill guys like uh, Kuznetsov, they still have got you know, guys like Tom Wilson and, and a few other guys that can make things pretty difficult for you. So, and also Zaneo Chara, who again, is going to be, I'm sure uh, more than happy to compete against some of his former teammates. So, you know, regardless of the, the narrative of Chara, you know, playing against his former team, which is going to be fascinating I think how Boston responds to a team that has given them trouble in the past, not only in terms of just the actual, you know, scoreboard and, and the records, but has also, you know, uh, knocked them around quite a bit over the last few years. So being to see how this team where they've had a little bit more, uh, you know, physicality injected back into the lineup with Miller and Frederick, how they handle it. Because this is probably going to be the toughest test in that regard this year. Cause you know, flyers have a few guys, but, you know, Islanders can be a little chippy, but it's not like how the Capitals, when they're rolling, can really kind of knock you around.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how a guy like Trent Frederick sort of becomes an agitator and to see if you know he can go up and agitate against the best agitators in the league. Mm-hmm. The best agitator may be in Tom Wilson. So He's
0: not he speaking in Russian to the players. <laughs> he's actually completely fluent. He's he doing better school... He's doing Rosetta Stone just to like get, learn all the languages to piss off all the European players. He's
1: he's got his phone on on the ice with Google Translate, like <laughs> saying English into his phone yeah. and then playing it back in Russian. Like you're a bitch. Woo. <laughs> um, but no, I think it's gonna be interesting. I, I think it's gonna be yeah, as you said the biggest test. And Chara in a in a Caps uniform against the Bruins, uh, to me is just gonna be so odd. I, I think that's something that I think is gonna be odd every time uh, the Bruins play the Capitals this year, and I think. You'll see it Saturday. You will see that Saturday, which is just absolutely crazy that that is uh, already here. And the Bruins will be playing their former captain. Uh, Before we go, what can the listeners look forward to at Boston Sports Journal?
0: Yeah, we did a deep dive today, looking at the best possible lineup the Bruins can roll out when you're missing Pasternak, uh, DeBrusque, and Kasha. Uh, We're going to be looking at... Uh, how they perform after this game uh, tonight against the Penguins and be previewing the Capitals. As we both just said, it's going to be a a great measuring stick for the Bruins, not only the, you know, going up against Chara, but just how they handle that physicality. So we'll have all those breakdowns over at bostonsportsjournal.com. So subscribe over at BSJ. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at Connor Ryan underscore 93.
1: Do all that. And for Connor Ryan, I'm F Maranovsky. You poke the bear listeners have an awesome, awesome rest of your day.